Oh, no. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to episode 10 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Combo number five, and my fellow host is the most eligible bachelor in all of Ravnica, post bolus. Big Tug. <laughs> How's it going? Cutting down on the options, so I'll take it. I'm great. I was telling Squee beforehand, I'm wearing my fall uniform. Which is trucker hat, red plaid flannel shirt, dark jeans, and boots. Oh, do you this have a pumpkin what... spice latte with no, you, too? No, I do not. But I did have Starbucks today. <laughs> and actually, well, the weather was so nice on Thursday, I actually went and got Starbucks to treat myself, like most people would at the beginning <laughs> of summer. Did you go in there and say, I gotta treat yourself? Yeah, I gotta treat myself today. It's 60 degrees and raining. Uh, well, hey guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast, <clears throat> and this was only able to happen by our fantastic producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, here in, finally, Fall, Kansas yes. City. Squee, what's up, buddy? Oh, loving the weather, loving the day, excited to do the podcast. Man, that was just a... Uh, I, th- I got three bullet points. Yeah. Boom, One, boom, two, boom. Uh, Welcome and- to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, guys, uh, we want to give a big shout out to the music provided in this episode, of course, by Pink Royal. And of course, stay tuned till the end to get details on how you can win a foil artist proof signed expropriate <laughs> in this month's contest all of them all of them so bruise and builds is our deck tech series and it's all about the tucks that big tuck and i have kind of put together in our path to 32 in each podcast we're going to talk about one of those path to 32 decks but in a cool manner of brewing beers so we kind of broke it down into four categories ramp and setting your board state as the grain bill Yep, and grains are the foundation of brewing a beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, using about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they are usually a mix of staples and specialties cards. Awesome. And then the next step in that process is how does your board actually interact with the rest of the board? That We're calling that the hop profile. Yep. Hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. The next one, how does your deck actually win? How do you close it out and ruin friendships that way? We're calling that yeast. So yeasts are actual microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning you the game. And then we finally have shenanigans. And these could be pet cards or synergies in the deck that are just kind of fun. It could be nostalgic. Really have nothing to do with the deck. We're calling that spice package. Yes, and not every beer has them. But spices and additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be a pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, and we've kind of been on a string of decks that don't. Yep. Uh, but it does. <laughs> but if it does have something that's unique or or special about it, this is where we talk about it. And then to kind of seal the deal, guys, we have the bottle capping, which is Big Tux and I's recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under $50, and a personal recommendation that really has no budget. The only restriction is no lands unless your name is Forrest Day 2 Wong. So, <laughs> that's, that's just part of the script now, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, so we're okay, just moving forward with it. We got, you, we got your number, Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, let's get brewing. I believe today we're doing a Demir deck. We that are. That is a Big Tuck specialty. What is it? So uh, we talked about which deck we wanted to do here, and I do have a sort of meat and potatoes S Demir deck that's a mill and graveyard shenanigans. But today we're going to be talking about something that is way more fun. We're going to be talking about Ninjas. Hi, fucking yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, I think this is called Eureka, the yes. way of the ninja. Before we even talk about the deck. How excited were you when she got previewed for last year's Commander? I think it was last year's Commander product. 
C18. So that I do have a little history about this. Ooh. To be honest, I actually wasn't that excited what? when I first saw it. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. So I saw it, I saw it printed. So Yuriko is correct. She is the new ninja queen. Yuriko the Tiger Shadow is a one and Demir, which is blue and black, for a 1-3 legendary human ninja, legendary creature. Uh, she has commander ninjutsu. Which is a, for a black and a blue. So black and a blue, remove an unblocked attacker you control to hand. Put this card onto the battlefield from your hand or the command zone, tapped and attacking. So I actually, before we read the second part, I think I now remember why you were not so hot on it. You thought the commander ninjutsu was some nonsense. And like, whoa, whoa, what, what, what the hell? Yeah, it's just another it's, broken it's, mechanic yeah, it's another, it's another Derevi. And let me tell you, it is broken. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this, it's pretty cool. I think she joins like the Derevis and... And sort of the corridors of the world where sure. you will never pay the full cost no. of what it actually costs. No. I think I've cast her in a pinch for three once. Wow. Maybe I was it was dire dire straits. <laughs> so uh her second ability is whenever a ninja you control deals combat damage, so any ninja deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top card of your library, and put that card into hand. Each opponent loses life equal to the card's converted mana cost. I have literally it's, seen this deck insanity. dome the table for 30-plus damage in a turn. It's disgusting. It's great. So when this first came out, I honestly didn't think much of it. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And at the time, there wasn't a ton of ninja support, which we'll okay. get into shortly. So I made this deck as a gift for a longtime friend, and I think someone who wanted a ninja deck for a long time, Mr. Magoo, oh, aka okay. one of our contributors to the show, Ian Cook. I made it for him out of spare parts, and I was like, here you go, buddy. Like, have fun with this. That's right. And he played it once, and I wasn't on the table, and he's like, do you want? Do you want to give this a shot? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, at the time, I think it was an eighty dollars deck. And I think by turn three, I was thinking he's never going to get this back. <laughs> so um, it turns out it's really fun. Uh, it's a really fun deck. Recently in Modern Horizons, this might have been, for a commander perspective, like the Eureka set. Because yeah. they printed tons of Morphlings, yep. tons, tons of Shapeshifters, a lot of ninja support, which was really crazy that yeah. to come out. Um, the one thing that this deck is tough, and this this kind of falls into the same vein of my Perforos deck and Nekuzar deck, okay. that because it hates on everyone equally, <laughs> it just um, almost immediately turns into Arch Enemy. Oh yeah, and everyone Absolutely. just and everyone just guns for you because they know they know that at any minute they could be losing. I think isn't this the deck that damage. you were playing against me where you just ended up quitting because yeah. I had you on that lock? Yeah, with, you had uh, me Ugin. locked, and you you fucking tricked Davis. <laughs> you ma manipulated like such soft clay in your hands to to go. Along with you, but to be fair, I think this was turn six, yeah, and I was at 38, and you guys were at 20, eight, yeah, 18, 18 20, something like yeah. that. So, yeah, so, um, and I also want to do a little shout out here. I think this is the most budget deck we've talked about, is it? Right, yeah. right now, I'm showing 250 to 280 right. on Card Kingdom, yeah. and that's, that's pretty fair. And that's probably there's one card here that's 53 dollars, which oh, is the foil. Wow, um, so if you cut that out, it's even lower. And like I said, I think this started as an 80 dollar deck, but the more I played it, it's kind of easy. It kind of gets piecemealed. There's another couple in here that are really expensive. But for the most part, yeah, I, you can build a good Eureka deck. Yeah. Almost, if you have some staples lying around with the with the Esper Commander Planeswalker deck, using the cards that came in that, and then a handful of other things that you probably have lying around, sure. you can make a $100 deck that does this just as well, yeah. as, as, well as a two or $300. And deck. I think that works because most of the ninja cards are kind of crap. Uh, Correct. They're, yes. they're very cheap. <laughs> yeah. It came out once in Kamigawa, and then they right. kind of abandoned sort it. Of and, it. And I believe I've heard through the community that Kamigawa was like the most hated yeah. standard block 
of almost all time, I want to say. Yeah, and um, and there's so. on, there's only a couple. I'm not going to be. I'm not actually talking about too many ninjas today. Um, I might. I will. Okay, you are. Okay, good. There's a couple that are shockingly high, and I think it's just because they're what they do is really good. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's most ninjas are like between the dollar and two dollar range, <laughs> yeah, right? So, for sure. what do you think? I know you've seen this deck before. Yeah, so I really like it. Uh, the the curve you have on there is a three five eight. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it it in, it's kind of like my Karametra deck. You look at it and you think, well, that's a little high, but you got to realize that the deck's filled with a lot of ones and twos and a lot of right. eight pluses because you want to take advantage of that reveal dome. Correct, and. It's it's also, it's really, I actually am surprised it was so low, to be honest with you, because there's a lot of, and we'll talk about this later, there's a lot of like split cards in here. Oh. And those are considered, even though the effect that you're getting CMC out of it is only, is it's only three or two or four yeah. or whatever, the, the total card itself is seven or eight. Yep. So I'm actually, I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be closer to four because okay. of that. And again, with a two drop commander... It's easy to her, get her out early and often, so okay. uh, so it's pretty sweet. So, so yeah, what beer is this? So I, to I, that I you're was gonna force me to try. It's a smallish grain package, a fair hot pile, and a ton of yeast with very few spices. It's oh, our God, second or third highest yeast package. So I wanted something that was kind of high in alcohol percentage, but has a sizable bite. Something that's a double IPA, but more Midwest style, so it's a little more malty. So today, and uh, when I was at the grocery store. I found one that was even more on flavor because ninjas know no master. In a sense, <laughs> they are mercenaries. Oh like this mercenary God. double IPA from our friends at Odell Brewing in one of my places I've lived in, in uh, sunny Fort Collins, Colorado. So this is a double IPA. It hits you for about eight and a half percent. So I've never had this before. Oh, yeah. Oof. Oh. I'm gonna hate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not gonna like this, especially with the, tasting that sweet stuff that you like. But it's got that. Oh, God. <laughs> it's oh. so, for those who play at home, it is definitely uh, a bitter, bitter beer, and it's very malty. Oh. So it's not like going to be a juice bomb like out in New England or something that's super bitter. It's nice and well balanced. Yeah, this is this is delicious. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know, I say we dive into this rampant grain bill. Yes. I'm going to kick this guy off uh, with a very, very cool card. Uh, with a mechanic that just doesn't really exist anymore. <laughs> uh, Looter Ill Core. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is a creature core rogue, uh, one and a blue for a 1-1. One, one. It has Shadow, which we've never talked about on the, on the right. cast before. So what Shadow is, guys, is this creature can block or be blocked by only creatures with shadow. So pretty much it's unblockable. Yeah. Let's I just, think, yeah. I can think of two cards with shadow on them that are played regularly and, <laughs> Quote, this is, and, and this is one of them <laughs> so so yeah. and then the, the effect i really like on them is that whenever looter ilcor deals damage to an opponent draw a card then discard a card so i like it for your grain because you're going to be able to loot you're going to be you know drawing a bunch right. of cards you're going to um, be able to go through your deck, get the stuff you need to kind of get your ninja machine mm -hmm. going. But then late game, I think it's a great yeast complement card right. because it's unblockable and it only costs two to cast. Right. And so as you're putting it back to hand, it's easy to just pay two. Yeah, to right. And that's like that's definitely a theme you'll see a lot in the grain. And I actually had a little trouble with this deck because everything there's a lot of cards that are a certain thing early and then something else later. Right. So mm -hmm. this card generally, if you get it down on turn two, 
it's going to be more of a grain. Sure. Because it's, or it's going to actually be more of a yeast because you're going to ninjutsu it into, right? Oh, okay. Like generally these ones that are low CMC that have, um, that have unblockable or yeah. evasion are just fodder for the commander coming out with sure. the ninjutsu. Um, but late game, eventually you will get to a point where you can't just keep doing that over and over again because <laughs> uh, people will catch on <laughs> and figure out that that's really bad. So later game, this will help you cycle through your deck, get your winners and all that sort of stuff. The interesting thing, and we can talk about this potentially later, is that I always, unless you see what's on top of your deck, sometimes I get nervous if I want to do the ninja damage ability oh, first okay. or the draw first sometimes so but there are certain cards in here that help you kind of sure. sort through that uh my first card on grain is very similar to this it's demir infiltrator okay so this is a one from i think it was originally put, printed in ravnica it's a one 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 i'm sorry one three spirit for uh for demir, demir. blue and black so it can't be blocked there Straight you go. Up, right? So that enables that. And yeah. very similar late game, or when you bounce it back to hand, it has transmute, which is a colorless and demir again, blue black. Discard this card, search your library for a card with the same CMC as this card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. So again, you can trigger your you can trigger the commander jitsu, bounce this back to your hand, and then later go search for another card that you might need. Maybe like some spot removal, maybe something that can help you thin through the top of your deck. That sort of thing. Okay. And so what would you really get then? At a, I mean, I'm looking at your yeah. two drops over here, uh, and it just a lot. I mean, I'm just seeing a lot of kind of rampy cards. Yeah, there's a fair amount of rampy cards. I think that I have, there should be some removal in there. Uh, I mean, I see some counters. Yeah, so you could you go get the counter spell. You could go get an into the royal sort of thing, okay. which will bounce. Um, there's a card that's a two mana <laughs> artifact, which we'll talk to later. Okay. And this could go get you, like you said, um, this could go get you a couple more that we're going to talk about later as okay. well. So um, a lot of stuff that isn't really apparent up front, but that play really that plays really nicely with the theme of the deck. That's fair. So my second card yeah. is uh, a one drop. It's a one one. It's flying. It has an ETB. Oh. It's Fairy Seer. Uh, yeah. It's so. This is again. It's like it's so stupid because this just came out in Modern Horizons, yeah. and it's like as soon as this got spoiled, everyone's like, "Hey, Eureka decks, here you go. Like this one. <laughs> this one's for you. This one's on the house." Yeah. It costs <laughs> one blue to cast, guys. It has evasion through flying. It's a one one. And the great thing about it is, it says when it enters the battlefield, scry two. So once again, it's a grain yeast card in yep. my opinion because in the in the early stages of the game, you can kind of look through the top of your library, rearrange it how you need to for the stuff that you need to kind of get going. <laughs> but then late game, you play it and and then oh, let me look at the top two. Oh, I have an eleven drop. Yeah. Let's leave that right or, there. Or I do some ninja lands. damage. That's so okay. Yeah, I totally agree. And again, the idea this this similar to the tiny leader or sorry the half chub. Yep. That like the Edric deck, it's so important to have small evasive creatures yeah. to trigger that Edric ability, and this one just fits the bill so much. It also has the added benefit of the scry, all at nothing. Yep. So I it's I, I and started it's cheap to replay. Yes, so. totally. And I was I was literally laughing because I just realized I think all except for my last grain are the exact same thing. <laughs> They're like grainy's cards. Good lord. So um the one I had on here that does effectively the same thing is called Doom Whisperer. 
I think I did that one as well. Did you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, three colorless, black, black for six, six flying trample with no drawback. <laughs> so that's insane right there. It's a nightmare demon. So all of you, uh, Liliana contract players out there, <laughs> uh, will like this one, six, six flying trample. Then it also has the ability to pay two life surveil two. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So this is insane. This is so um, obviously that's really good just like the mechanic of the card of being able to yep. just you can just fly through your library yep. and keep going keep going keep going as long as you have your life left and if you want to be a real dick you can just kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> when you're, if you're about to lose I've done that on arena yeah <laughs> wait really with yep. this yep <laughs> Just like out of spite. Yep. <laughs> so um, the funny thing on this is I hadn't looked at this card in a long time, and actually I've never had the ability to play it in the deck. Huh. This card was like $20 yeah. a few months ago, and now it's 4 Well, I think it just rotated out. It did, but I'm saying like that's why standard is so stupid, right? Because this came out, and I was like, I opened it. I cracked it open in a box. It's like, yes! Like the value, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so here's why I really like this card um, is you're able to kind of play with the stack. So I don't think yeah. you're ever going to be bouncing this for a ninja. Correct. So the way I look at this, guys, is Big Tuck has this out, swings with, let's just say, two to three things, ninjutsu's two to three things. Yep. You have two to three Eureka triggers on the stack. I'm going to pay two life, surveil two. Oh, I'm going to leave that one there. First trigger resolves. And then before the next one resolves, oh, I'm going to do another surveil. Yep. And you basically get to pick for two life for your <laughs> opponents to each lose probably five, six, seven, yeah, eight, nine ex lives. Exactly. That's a great rate. And the, so this is something that we talked. There's one of the one of this deck's primary weakness is dealing with planeswalkers, which since I played that game with you actually made cuts <laughs> specifically for that because most of the creatures in here are ones and twos sure. and you can't redirect the damage like you can lightning with other bolt. things. Yeah, light, oh, well within lightning bolt range. Uh, and this thing actually is big enough to where you're like, oh, yeah. oh I can actually attack now like, and for damage? <laughs> wait, what? wait, I'm not just doing ones and twos? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what is going on here? Uh, and, and I think this is, I think this card is for four bucks. Oh, yeah. Probably goes into a lot of decks. Like, yeah. a lot of decks. For sure. Um, demons, that sort of thing. So it's ways to get through your library, ways to Do kill yourself. Do you have this in your Rectos deck? No, because I only had the one copy because it was $20. <laughs> <laughs> but I will now knowing what I know now I will yeah. be picking up another one yeah, for sure absolutely alright well that was my third one so what's your third so one so this is something that you could actually fetch with Demir Infiltrator oh okay so we're talking a sort of sleeper card that I've always liked a lot Key to the City oh yeah sure so it's a two drop artifact tap discard a card up to one target creature can't be blocked this turn yep so I've, there's one thing that when I first started playing this deck that I'd run into a lot where you do the Eureka and you're like, oh, this is adorable. I just did 30 <laughs> points of damage. Then you untap and you're like, huh. So I have a one three with no evasion and everyone else has five fives. So I'm just going to do nothing and yeah. pass. So the ability to give not only Eureka unblockable and get that in, but also if you happen to have a creature that doesn't have an evasion, sure. you can also then fuel that through. Uh, the card draw is incidental. It's nice if you need it, if yeah. you're kind of stymied out. This also, this again, is how I think about cards. This is a pseudo political card in the sense that you could be like, hey, I can make your stuff unblockable if you don't attack me. That's ever worked? Yes, actually it has. Really? Because, and the reason why is because I wanted to do it because I needed to fill up my card for a card we're going to be talking about later. I need to fill up my I need to fill up my graveyard or okay. something with that. And it kept me alive for that extra turn, which let me go off from there. Okay. So again, it's a that's a grasping at straws, one in a million chance of actually happening where you gotta use this on something that's not yours. Um 
And again, like I said, nine out of ten, nine out of ten times, this is just a card that reads "Make your commander unblockable." Sure. And again, it's tunerable. You get it out early, even if you, it helps you kind of go through your deck a little bit. So no, yeah. I, no, I think it's a solid card. It's uh, like you said, this deck does not function if you can't get through for that one yeah. point of damage. Yes, exactly. It's just you know, it shuts uh, it down. Mr. Combo sent over one of the best memes I've ever seen of the Joker walking around, and it's and it was Eureka swinging in for one damage, uh, and then it was a picture of the Joker getting hit. It's a Draco for sixteen. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook, and I was like, God, that's freaking yeah, gold. It's very good. So those, but again, like you bring up a great point where it's all the cards that are your grains effectively, or most of them almost turn into yeast at some point. Yeah, too, so. absolutely. And I think that's kind of cool though, because yeah. you know, one of the things you don't want to do guys, when you're building out your EDH deck, I mean, I understand you have to, uh, like your rampant growth that has one purpose, right, yeah. but it's great. If you can have a card in there, that's like, well, it's going to do my grain, but it's also going to maybe be hops later or, right, yeast yeah, totally. or spice, you know, having multiple uses for a card and not having it be so linear can make your decks deck flexible. Right. So. And especially in this deck, you, you this is one of those decks where you want to get the ball rolling before turn five mm -hmm. but the games will go longer and it's good to have like these redundant effects these ways to go through certain things absolutely all right guys well i think that's gonna wrap it up for the grain bill let's move on to the board state and hot profile big tuck why don't you kick it off so and i guarantee we probably share one of the three cards i picked you think so yeah okay it's, it's an enchantment three Two, one, cutting evasion. Yeah, this, this card's great. <laughs> it's I, and it's uh, it's a quarter. Is it really? That's yeah, cheap? Okay. it's twenty five so, cents. Yeah, that is absurd. Why wouldn't you have that in like most? I I I am. It's pretty much blue reconnaissance, right? Yep. Which we've talked. I don't know if we talked about. We have mm -mm. talked about that card so much in our play group about how good it is. It's so this, good. This effectively sort of does the same thing, right? Yeah. So here, guys, yeah, it's one in a blue enchantment. Whenever a creature you control becomes blocked, you may bounce it back to the owner's hand. So you can also tutor for this with the mirror. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. This card in this deck does a lot of different things. One, you swing in, and then they're going to have to make the decision in their head. Do I block the ninjas? And then they go back to his hand? Or do I let it go through and possibly get domed right. for 15 or 20? But then I thought it another way, because... Whenever it becomes blocked. So I think that's when the declare blockers right. stage okay, happens. Good, I was thinking this too. Okay, yeah. you go ahead and say what, what okay, I so, think we're on the so same page I, with. So correct me if I'm wrong, right? Is that, let's say you're coming in with the boat, yep. right? You have three creatures, they have two creatures. You have Eureka and two other creatures. Yep. They block Eureka and something else. Okay. You bounce Eureka back to your hand. And then, because your other creature's unblocked, you can tap, cast Eureka, and ninjutsu out, right? You should be able to. Okay, so you got your we stack. Got, it's declare attackers. De de so declare attackers done. Declare blockers. I declare these blockers. Okay, because because then they have to pass priority. Priority gets passed to you. Okay, I'm gonna activate cunning evasion, or not activate it, mm. but cunning evasion will trigger. trigger. I will choose to accept it. I bounce it. Cunning evasion resolves. But I think as soon as that resolves, we're on to combat damage. Right. Then you can ninjutsu. But I don't know. Because it's still returning an unblocked creature to the to your no, hand. No, no, right? I know you can ninjutsu. What I'm saying is I don't know if the ninjas will deal damage if you do it during the damage, damage phase. Yeah, when they're actually dealing God, the damage. I don't know. Because you I don't know. think so, right? Because wouldn't that just go on top? So you're going to the next but phase. But I don't know. Can you do anything during the damage phase? I, don't, I, think, I, don't I think a lot of times yeah, you we'll do those combat tricks. If, if, you can do, what, if you can do that, then it's, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's even better than then, before. But then shame on that person for actually right. doing that. Yeah, they right. should have thought and not, of that. And not seeing it. So there's another card that does this that's brand new that I just put into this. And I don't like talking about lands as we talked about. But I realize I've said that and talked about lands in the last two or three we've done. 
Um, so it's called Sanctum of Eternity. I had that too. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Okay. So I had these both as kind of the same one. Oh, okay. So it's a colorless land. Uh, it's a rare $7, which is a lot. Um, so you can, I could buy a lot of gemstone caverns. Oh, watch it. Oh dude, I'd run gemstone cavern here in a heartbeat. Oh God. <laughs> so anyway, so why don't you tell, why don't you say a little bit more on this? Yeah. One? Yeah. So this guy taps for the colorless to tap return target commander. You own from the battlefield to your hand, activate this ability only during your turn. And it's a rare. It's but a- here's the thing that I wish it could do. I wish it could be anytime you want pay to tap it so you'd have that board white protection. Oh, is it? Is it only during your turn? Only during yeah, your turn. Yeah, that kind of stinks. So the, the, it, it's it's still good. Right. I mean, it's basically a landslot. You you're gonna, you need lands, and it has the pseudo other ability that you could use. Right. I just wish you could do it anytime you wanted to. But once again, for the purpose of this deck, you could. Oh, I you know want to. I want to be able to ninjutsu Eureka, right? Uh, and I have another creature. I just don't have a way to get Eureka back to hand. Well, aha, Sanctum of Eternity. Yeah. You could go ahead and do it with that. So yeah, totally. it, it, it fits the deck. I just wish it would yeah. do more. And for seven, almost eight dollars, you would think, yeah, yeah. It, it would. And I and I agree. Um, this is this again, like we talked about. If you can't get Eureka through, this deck can really stall out. Yeah. Uh, unless you unless you go normally, this deck you only have three or four creatures out. Okay. At a time, right? It's not really go wide. So unless you have a you know what do they ever call it like a metric ton or there's some the professor uses some term over and over and over again that's like a oh, critical mass of okay. ninjas out this just helps you get your ninjutsus back and going absolutely um it will yeah and again it's only your target commander so. now would you say um that this is a borderline commander staple could go in every single edh deck i think it will go into a lot of decks because I opened this and this was in the Madness deck, okay. which has literally no purpose in that deck whatsoever because it's a three drop commander with haste. <laughs> so you're like, well, okay, like I'll just cast it for five and then just go off. So uh, this, I think this really goes with enter the battlefield effect commanders more than anything. Like for example, it was either this or Prosh. Oh, because okay. if I can keep casting Prosh for six, oh yeah, over and over and over again, yeah, that's really good. good. I think yeah, and the I the only. The only reason why I think it's somewhat, I think it's really good and probably could go in everyone. I think it excels in ones that enter in Battlefield Effect because of the fact it's only on your turn. I'm actually even thinking it would probably be a slam dunk in Planeswalker General Next because it just says commander you own, not commander creature. So you could tick down your Planeswalkers. Think of like the Teferi with the chain veil combo. Well, I'm going to tick them down, do the untap four. Well, then. I'm going to bounce them back, and then I'm going to use that mana to cast them again. again. Right. You, know, yeah, you can yeah. almost storm off with right, this, because right, you right. can use part of his untap to untap mm-hmm. this. Oh, man. That's, that, really, that's really good. Is that, that an infinite combo that. right there? If you, have, if you have a way to generate, I think he costs six. Six. So you'd have so to have eight, eight mana. But I mean, that's like... three mana rocks? I, it's, I, it's not undoable. No. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's, re- it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you like this one, too. I... I like I said it was a toss up between here, yep. but again, just being able to get that ninjutsu going is, is really good. Well, um, uh, you've already picked two of mine, so f you, I'm okay, going next. Go <laughs> uh, Miss Blade Shinobi, <laughs> is this yours also? I literally just made this switch while we were sitting here. I was going to talk about something completely different. <laughs> Well, hey, here we so go. So I, I had four to talk about. <laughs> now I have one more. <laughs> All right, Miss Blade Shinobi, guys. Two colorless blue. Creature, human ninja. Hi, fucking yeah! <laughs> 
It has a ninjutsu for a blue, like we've talked about. We're doing yep. an unblocked attacker you control. Uh, put this card in the battlefield from your hand, tapped and attacking. Here's the thing I like about it. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may return target creature that player controls to its owner's hand. Oh, and by the way, it's a 1-1. Yep. So I like it because, actually, I don't think your deck has enough removal. And so yeah. this is a way to have repeatable it's really, removal. That, now, I wish in these colors, or maybe you should... I, I would almost consider maybe putting in an equipment or... Uh, an enchantment or something to give your ninjas double strike. strike. Oh, yeah. That would be really good. That would be good. really good. I think, and I think I've seen builds before where they effectively turn Eureka into Voltron. Oh, okay. Where it's just like, you shoot her up with double strike, you get multiple attack phases somehow. I don't know how you do that in that color, in these <laughs> colors. But then eventually it gets to the point where she's like, not just a 1-3 that's coming in, but she's like a 5-6, sure. 5-8, 10-10, who knows, right? Yeah. You kind of build around that. If you play too much equipment in this, so that's one of the reasons why I run Key to the City as opposed to like Whisper Silk Cloak. Okay. Is that you're, you need something to be unblockable. It can be your commander. It can be something else. Okay. And then that triggers the rest of the ninjutsus into it. So it's, but it's, it's 50 50, right? Yeah. I think like for, I, I think something that's cool about Eureka is for such a narrow ability, there are a lot of different ways to yeah. skin this cat. Oh, yeah. Or for sure. discover this ninja. Hi, fucking yeah! <laughs> <laughs> God. He's ready. Good God. So yeah, but I and to your point, playing this, playing this more, I think you're right. I have been trying harder to put more removal into it because mm -hmm. that's especially non-creature removal. Sure. So that actually that actually plays well into my last card to talk about here. Okay. What's so that? This is a split card. And this is a card that I've had like six copies of because I thought it was really good. And then I've literally just cut it out of every single yeah, one. Yeah, it's not that great. It's a never return. The never part is one colorless black black for a sorcery. Destroy target creature or planeswalker. Literally put it in because of the planeswalkers. <laughs> and the reason why this isn't just a hero's downfall is because it's sorcery speed. So that's it's not that great of removal. But because it has return, which is effectively meaningless, it's a sorcery with aftermath, meaning you can only cast it from your <laughs> graveyard. You can exile target card from a graveyard and create a 2-2 black zombie creature so token. I, I still don't understand why you have this in here instead of like a hero's downfall. Because this card, when it flips for Eureka, hits for seven. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the only reason why. It's because it's remove it's spot removal. Yeah. That also when you, because if you flip into a hero's downfall, it's fine. You know, it's three damage and you get that card to remove. But okay. this one, when you flip it, you're still getting it for seven. All right. So again, it's like it's it's also wow. It's a dollar. What? Yeah, it's not that good. How is this a dollar? Because it's not that good. I didn't know, but I'm saying I thought it was gonna be like forty cents. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So, but that's why it's like you could cut this for uh, Heroes Downfall or like we talked like a Vraska's Contempt, which yeah. would be four. But the fact that you're hitting for seven is a lot sure. for one of these cards. Okay. The other thing too, uh, we didn't talk about it. Misplayed Shinobi is two dollars and forty cents. Yeah. For a common. It's really good. It's, I know, but it's crazy. Well, I think that's everything, guys, we have for the hot profile. Let's move on to how do you win the game in yeast. Yes. Big Tuck, why don't you kick it off? So I want to talk about uh, another two drop. It's a shame because this gal should be an honorary ninja, but her dad was a samurai. So I guess they went with the rogue package. We're talking <laughs> Tesuko Umizawa uh, Fugitive. Sure. This card's awesome. So a colorless and a blue. For a 1-3, it's a, one of the uncommon legendaries from Dominaria. Dominaria. 37 cents. Creatures you control with power or toughness, one or less, can't be blocked. Again, does exactly what this deck wants yeah. to do, and it's just a fucking shame that she's not a ninja. Because that would be amazing, because she triggers herself. 
I think this card is awesome in this deck, and I think there's literally only one other deck it works in, which is Walls. Yep. And or and you can't even play it in Abzan. So I think she's great. I think she's cheap. Again, being able to get in with multiple creatures at once, especially because we haven't really talked on this too much, but Eureka's ability triggers on any ninja dealing damage. Yep. So this triggers on, this helps your Mispage Nobi, like we just talked about, get through. This helps a lot of different things hammer in get points of damage in attack planeswalkers if you have to in a pinch that sort of thing yeah i think this kind of card and i believe you could tutor with it with your transmute correct and, oh man i'm, I'm just I was I'm, so tell, wrong I'm, about tell, that. I'm telling you so the thing i like about it is that eventually people are going to catch on to your game and they're going to get rid <laughs> they're going to get rid of all those little chumpy things that yeah. you keep trying to ninjutsu out yeah, totally. so eventually you're just going to actually have ninjas on the battlefield right this is a way for them to actually get through and do what they want to do right um so yeah i think it's great nice so, what did you have for your i thought so, for sure this is gonna be the one you had no 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 so when you talk two drop oh i was thinking a beast it's a creature it's a two one it's called cavern harpy yeah <laughs> this was not mine. I, oh. thought about, I thought about putting this on. I kind of played some mind games with myself and thought that, okay, what cards do I really want to talk about? And what cards do I think Mr. Combo is going to talk Ooh. about? So, so this guy yes. is a flyer common. Common. Yeah. This thing's great. So it says whenever the Cavern Harpy comes into play, return a blue or black creature you control to its understand. A, feeds into getting your ninjas back into your hand. Then, secondly, the thing that's even better about it is it says pay one life, return Cavern Harpy to its owner's hand. So, if someone catches on to your BS, uh, I'll just pay a life. And then it's like, well, in response to that, I'm going to do this also. I'll pay another life. Yeah, all right. you, you can just stack the triggers as much as you want, and you're going to win that battle. And so, Cavern Harpy, in my opinion, is unremovable yes. outside of a split-second card. Correct. That is and, the only way you're getting and, around it. Uh, our friend, the Alex the Australian... Played a Eureka deck one time at your place, and I saw him playing it. I was like, fuck you. There's only one Eureka player, and it's me. And then he just completely trounced me the next, and I had a horrible, horrible draws. He was playing that nonsense mono red dragon deck he has. Oh, yeah. And literally, I had Cavan Harpy down, and I was like, fuck you, and just killed myself. Because <laughs> again, like you said, you can just put the stacks on the yep. trigger for as long as you want. So That's I was like, awesome. the only person who can decide when I die is me. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your uh, first winning in yeast card? So uh, we had t we talked about uh, Tetsuko. Yep. And then the other one is the highest CMC in the deck. We're uh, talking temporal trespass, yep. baby. So this, this card is stupid. Uh, eight colorless, three blue, <laughs> delve. Take an extra turn after this one. XL temporal pat, trespass. Like I said, there's a slight interaction with Key in the City of yep. filling up your... filling uh, Key in the City... When you're slurring your words, almost sounds like Kansas City. Ooh. Oh, nice. Way to go, Watsy. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, it hits for 11, right, when you reveal. Okay. And if you're playing with three people, that's 33 damage right off the top. <laughs> yep. If you can cast this, it's even better. So that's why there's a lot of the cards in here where they're extremely expensive upfront cost. Sure. But most of them have cheaper ways of getting them. Something out. that we talked about on the last cast, would you consider Narset's Reversal? in this deck so that way some of these big splashy things that yeah. you cast you can get them back to your hand because usually they exile themselves yeah i think so i i would probably in reality we we're talking earlier about getting counter spells and stuff counter squall is in here and we don't need to go into it much it's a it's a situational counter spell i actually have that on my cut do you okay yeah. yeah so that i that card is something that i think is really good but i think it's better so for your point I believe Narcissus removal would probably just do that card. What that card wants, countering the spell, but better because yeah. you get your own. So um, yeah, Temple Trespass is great. 
I ha- it's also four bucks, which is kind of surprising, but almost, yeah, surprising. Any- almost anything that lets you take an extra turn, especially for effectively three at some points or yeah. four, is usually pretty legit. So yeah. I just like this one. Um, hits 11. And again, it's one of those, there's there's some decks that run like in Garuk's Wake. Sure. And those other high cost cut ones. I had that before and I I drew it before or like triggered it off of uh, a Eureka trigger and then was just like, I'm... I'm never going to be able to play this for nine or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So the cards that are big, but also you can cast for, for cheaper. cheaper are so important. Absolutely. Well, my second one, like I promised, guys, I talk about ninjas. It's Higure, the still wind. Yeah. Uh, this guy's great. And $11. Right? It's insane. That is crazy. Okay, do you have another ninja to talk about after this? I do. Okay, perfect. Never mind. This also has ninjutsu. Hi, fucking yeah! <laughs> Hi, yeah. So this guy is a legendary creature, human ninja, ninjutsu for two blue blue, and that's a little expensive on it the is. ninjutsu. It is, but its abilities are stupid. So its first paragraph of text says, "Whenever Higure the Stillwind deals combat damage to a player, you may tutor your library for a ninja card, reveal it, put it into your hand. If you do, shuffle your library." Okay. Tutor whenever he deals damage, great. Then the next one's even yeah, better. So dumb. If you need to, once again, guys, we've talked about this deck does not function if the ninjas cannot get through. Two colorless, no, no drawbacks. You don't have to tap him. It's yep. you could do it instantly when you play him because it doesn't get affected by summoning sickness. It doesn't say do this only as a sorcery or doing you know before combat or blockers declared. Right. None of that. Yep. Just pay two. Target ninja creature can't be blocked this turn. And it doesn't even say target other ninja. (laughs) This is so broken. Even even if you, and to your point, so we talked about how the reduction of cost on this isn't that much, right? So he's five up front and then four for ninjutsu. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll play five for repeatable unblocking that no one can do anything about. Yeah. It just goes immediately on the stack. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's bonkers. And I think, so I think. The reason why there's some ninjas that are expensive is A, this only got printed twice. Okay. Right? And B, I think that there are out in the shadows some ninja decks being played in modern. Really? Yeah. I swear to God, because Scooty Shuffles had a modern legal deck that was a ninja deck. Was it any good? No, but (laughs) (laughs) it was his first try and he just like pulled it together with stuff. But it does sort of work. So there's another like the card, the ninja where it deals damage and you mm-hmm. draw a card. That card is actually played was played a fair amount in modern at some huh. point. Interesting. But I think it's be, it's probably because Yuriko is. I'm guessing pretty. There's a fair amount of people that are playing her, sure. and there's, there's like like you said, the good ninja pool is pretty pretty pretty, pretty stretch pretty. stretch pretty thin. Well, what, what what is your last one? Okay, so I have a lot to say about this card. <laughs> okay, it's one of my favorites of all time. And I got a shout out to Commander Versus for this. This is a zero drop artifact called Ornithopter. Oh, yeah. This is the, I would say, Breaks the, the game. Best, best card in the deck. I legitimately think that Big Tuck cheats, stacks it, because every game he plays, he has Ornithopter turn one or turn two. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> this card broken. is so... This So I had something here. So for those who don't know, this is the only deck that this probably works in. Yeah. I mean, there's some that are fringe, right? But like everyone has a copy of this line around zero mana for zero two flyer. That's it. That's it. (laughs) If you told me I could draw a hand at the beginning of the game that I had a 75% chance of getting a soul ring or 
You told me I had a 25% chance of getting an ornithopter in my opener. I would take the ornithopter hand every <laughs> single fucking time. Assuming you can play a swamp and an island, or one of those variations of yep. those, you can immediately go into your commander, turn two, bounce him, play him back. Yep. Now, there's other cards like Mennonite, which is a zero drop for a 1-1 one, one that I thought about putting in here. The only downside is that that is the only trick that this card can do in the entire deck. It cannot attack for damage, even if you make it a ninja. Yeah. It will never hit anyone. It can't fucking block. I mean, it's, it doesn't do, it literally doesn't do anything besides turn one, ornithopter, turn two, commander, ornithopter again. It's just, it's literally, I feel kind of bad for it because it's just like, I just want to attack and stay on the board. And you're like, no, your only job is, your only job is to bounce back to my hand so that something better can come down. On your place. Actually, I think I need to get a play set of these for my Urza Modern deck. You think so? That would be really good because I, you know, I play that sorcery to where I can bounce any number of artifacts uh, to my hand and I draw that many cards and then I play Ornithopter again, then it still taps or, you know, Urza will tap it and for more this mana. And this can block like and a Glistener block, Elf, that, right? is the, that is the one thing that I did lose to the few times that I played my modern deck is, you know, I played against Merfolks and uh, I just got swarmed. Because you can't, because you I didn't can't, have any I, creatures. I, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got Urzas and that's right. it. Right. So. And, well, yeah. I guess they're an artifact, so this blocks fear, this blocks those sort of things. Yeah, this would be... This, I like it. I probably, I think I probably have a few of these left over. Yeah. I used to have a really sweet one that was white-bordered, that had the old art that was even... It was, like, depressing to look at because it was just this kind of, like... It looked like if you'd taken a clothes hanger and, like, hung toilet paper from it. It just looked really sad. And I had one of those, and this is... so. We I we just, I just listened to the Savala deck where I spent half the time talking about what was good in standard and that sort of stuff. This is this was a card where I had it in my binder, I had it in my card selection. I was like, this is great every EDH deck, and then quickly realized it's not. <laughs> I I had this in my Doretti deck for a while as like, but like I'd rather just have Torments. Sure, you know, yeah. So, but in this deck, it's incredible. Yeah, no, it, it, it's <laughs> and, an all star. And I think, like you said, I would say seventy five percent of the time, I just happen to have this. He gets a seventy five percent of the time every, every time. time. So, so, anyways, that was my last one. I just had to talk about a zero oh, drop, yeah. and it's. I'm talking about another money. expensive ninja. Oh, this is Sakashima's student. Hiya! <laughs> Mr. Combo, you're doing exactly what I was hoping to. You talked about all the ninjas, so I didn't have to. <laughs> so, guys, this is a two-colorless blue-blue creature human ninja, zero-zero, ninjutsu for one and a blue. And basically, it says you may have this guy enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it's a ninja in addition to its other creature types. So it's basically a body double, yes. but at ninja speed. And so I think this does so many different things for this deck. Right. Since we're basically done with the yeast, you could have Sakashima's student come in and be a copy of Silent Blade Oni. Right. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, look at that player's hand. You may cast an online card in it without paying its card's mana cost. Or it comes in and it's like, God, that Atraxa has been kind of dominating. Right. I'll make my own copy yeah. of Atraxa. And it's a ninja. So and it's a ninja. It. And so I'm just going, oh, right. man, it's so, so good. And $25, think, right, though. And, but I think the reason why is because this card, if you can do it, on, if you can get the trigger on it, is effectively a phantasmal image with no drawback. Sure. Because a phantasmal, phantasmal image is one in a, one in a blue, uh, enters, copies anything, but if it becomes a target of any spell or ability, you sacrifice it. Yep. This does exactly that with an upside and has no downside. So yeah, I don't. I honestly, I so I had a bunch of these ninjas lying around because I bought I bought the plane chase. Okay, for one of the decks in there, it was ninja themed, which is super okay. weird. So most of the time, I was like, what am I gonna do with any of these, right? And I looked, and they're all expensive, so I held on to them. And then I was like, oh, 
<laughs> Wait a minute. I can do that. Nose do, goes. Yeah. That's kind of good. I, I can make that work. Yeah. And again, getting the ninja triggers, like you said, it's not a whole lot of great ninjas in here or in the multiverse. Yeah. So the ability to make anything a ninja is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Good so I, I think that's going to wrap up our winning the game in yeast uh, package, guys. So now we're going to move on to spice. And I assume we pick the same one and it begins with an A. So... You knew I was going to pick you were this. Do it. So I picked. I I actually picked a card that you recommended for this. Oh, that was also stupidly oh. expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you go ahead. All right. I picked Arcane Adaptation. This is two colorless and a blue enchantment. As Arcane Adaptation enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Uh, hominid. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're picking ninjas because creatures you control are the chosen type in addition to their other types. So, A, now all that crap that you had to get out so that way you could actually get ninja triggers are right. going to cause ninja triggers. But the better piece is the same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards that you own that aren't on the battlefield. Wait, didn't you say there's a card that lets you go and tutor for ninjas? You know, is I think I did. Thing? I, I, I want to say his name was Higur the Stillwind, and when he deals combat damage, you tutor for a ninja. Mm -hmm. So if Arcane Adaptation out... Well, you know what? I kind of want to go get Doom Whisperer. Yeah. It's now a ninja. Now ninja. I'm going to go get it. That's just so good. Right. I will say I was surprised you didn't have the other versions of Arcane so, Adaptation to have that redundancy. Because that just seems like, oh, man, if you if you have a, let's just say, 4 or 5% chance because you have the 4 right. or 5 different ones. Right. God, this deck just I, goes. So I didn't because... The reason why I didn't put too much into that, it was at the time, there wasn't any other ninjas. Okay. So I didn't want to just make like a generic, I'm going to play a bunch of creatures and just turn them into ninjas oh, decks. Okay. That being said, like Xenograft, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Conspiracy maybe or something where it's, there's there's a few effects of these in these colors that would probably be really good. Okay. And now that there are so many, we didn't, there's other ones we talked about earlier, like whenever a ninja deals damage and okay. that triggers. I would probably put more of those in now. Um, there's one black one that's like $15, which I probably won't put in here because yeah. it's a little pricey, but I think Xenograph's only a buck or so. Yeah. The only the only thing why I didn't put too many of them, of them is that I don't have a lot of, I don't have a ton of tutors. Okay. So it's kind of this I mean, you do have that Liliana Planeswalker. Yeah, I know. And so that's, it's, it's a, it's been a 50, 50, like kind of sure. internal debate of, is it worth cutting something for this? You know, it, it could be one of those things because, you know, so in our play group, guys, we're very anti-proxies. Correct. Uh, unless you own a copy of the card. Uh, so, you know, uh, at one point, you know, I had one copy of Guy's Cradle, but then I proxied it into four or five different decks. And then, and, but then, then you I had, went and bought. Then, then, you went, then you went and had a couple two gin tonics and bought six. <laughs> yeah. Just six yeah, I ended up buying extras. Uh, <laughs> but I did that because going to Magic Fest Kansas City, I was like, oh, I don't want to play against someone and have someone get pissy about yeah, yeah, it. So yeah. just have them. But in our play group, we're okay with it. It was a, respect, all, it was a, it was a very well-respected move. But we're also okay with it if it's an expensive card or you're trying to tweak a deck right. and you want to see how it works. So I would actually maybe say, just go ahead and print out um, a, you know, a few, you know, all of those. Right swap them and just play the deck a couple and times a and couple, actually yeah. just see if it works better because i could potentially see you getting through with like five to seven ninjas that may not even be ninjas and right. you could just win the game immediately right immediately totally so. it's it's like i said it's definitely been something that i've been 
what as we've talked about a lot in the past i really struggle with defining a deck and sticking with it yep so that's been another thing with this it's like okay do i really want to go all in on ninjas or do i want to try to do these other things into it that's fair but and i looked and even the one i was thinking of conspiracy only nine bucks yeah like and and that card goes into any other tribal, tribal yeah, thing yeah, that, that you want to do yeah i totally agree all right so what's your uh, spice i think you can probably guess this one commandeer it's commandeer yeah, yeah! okay so uh commandeer is an instant it costs a lot up front <laughs> that you will never pay never pay so it's five colorless blue blue but for an good instant. for Eureka. exactly doming for seven doming for seven uh you may remove two blue cards in your hand in your hand from the game rather than pay the commandeer's mana cost then you gain control of target non-creature spell you may choose new targets for it. Yeah, and, real good. If, and if you look at the curve of my cards in here, it's mostly blue. Yeah. So you're probably going to be able to do this whenever you want. Yeah. So we're playing, you're playing your, I'm going to take your shit deck, which oh, we yeah. probably will be talking about at some point on this year <laughs> podcast. So tune in for that. And you, I remember you played this card and you were like, wait, why is this in your ninja deck? Because I think I was playing my ninja deck at yep. the time. And I was like, yeah, why isn't it? Then I looked and it was like $10. Like, oh. That's why. So then, shout out to my boy Tice. He was offloading a bunch of cards, and this is. Did you get this out of the box? I didn't get this out of the oh, box. Okay. I traded for him, but he gave me a sing on. I if you're running two, if you're running any deck that has any sort of control, and two colors, and one of them's blue, this should be in it. Yeah. If you can get it on the cheap, if you can get it damaged, I mean, this is basically a, in my opinion, budget force of will. Yeah. Oh yeah. But for sure. better because mm-hmm. it doesn't just counter it. You take you control, control of it. it. Right. So ah oh, man, that's so good. Oh, you're about to cyclonic rift. No, you're not, not. anymore. You're about now, to. Yeah, you're about to lose all your shit. You're about to expropriate. <laughs> not anymore. You know, or like mass hysteria or yep. whatever it is. It, it's so good. And again, the fact that it's seven. You're, I'm not gonna. If you're paying seven for this, you're either in dire straits, have one card in hand. <laughs> CPR needs to be performed yeah. right so now. It's just, it's just awesome. The twenty dollars is because it's only been printed once. Yep. The problem is they're never gonna print this ever again. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think anything from that cold snap is oh, ever gonna. Is yeah. ever gonna I mean, see the it hasn't been printed in thirteen years. Right. So. And if it's this cold, the cold snap cards are effectively on the reserve list, in my opinion. Like yeah. when are they gonna reprint Thrumming Throne? You know what I mean? Sure. So I, I figured you're gonna go with the, the arcane adaptation. Right. So I was like, I gotta talk about this card that you are the you are solely responsible for. You've, what you've can did, I you've say? Made this I'm thing. the Godfather. You're the Godfather. Yeah. So <laughs> well, right, that's, that's it for me. Well, I think that wraps up our spice package. We're gonna close it out with the bottle capping with our under five dollar, under fifty dollar, and personal recommendation. Public announcement. Okay. So. There's one card that exists that's the best card in this deck. This is the best this is the best deck for it. And I ref- I'm not going to talk about it because it's so good and it's also super expensive. Scroll rack. So I know I I was going to do that for my under 50 cuz I actually found a scroll rack on eBay, Japanese $38. So Buy it now. I got you I got you one better. You can actually get it for 20 in gold border. Oh yeah. Which is fine cuz it's yeah. a real card, but I'm not going to talk about it because that card is... Pr- anyone who's played com- played Commander knows how good Scrollock is. And it's even better in this deck because you so just do good. it over and over again. It's so So good. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Do you, you said you were going to talk about that, but you are no longer? No. I So I was debating on that for my under 50. Okay. And then... So I was going to do... You know, sometimes we do like, well, I have the two recommendations. Yeah, yeah. I was going to do that, but then I decided against it. But you're going to love this card for your under five. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Cut Hope of Girapur. 
Okay, so yeah. if you guys are not familiar with Hope of Girapur, it is a one-drop legendary artifact creature, Thopter, flying 1-1. One, one. Sacrifice Hope of Girapur until your next turn. Target player who is dealt combat damage by Hope of Girapur this turn can't cast non-creature spells. The reason I say cut this is the sacrifice. I don't think it'll ever happen because you're always bouncing Correct. it for the ninja yeah. ability. Flying is good evasion, but I got one better for you. It's a card. It just came out in Throne of Eldraine. Wait, oh, okay. It's a one drop. It's an artifact creature, food golem. What? It's Ginger Brute. What? Haste one one. Get this. You pay one colorless. <laughs> Can't be blocked this turn except by creatures with haste. <laughs> Tell me how amazing that is. After we trashed food. I know. This thing. That food, the food. Okay, the food aspect <laughs> of that is nothing. Dude, isn't that great? That's yeah, so much better uh, than flying. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so sure. good. That is awesome. And it's a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> How we just talked about yeah. your ornithopter <laughs> has no home except for this Eureka deck. Ginger Brute will never see play except for in Eureka. I'm oh breaking God. the meta. That's so good. Uh, well, and even like, okay, so turn three, you play this. There's a chance no one's gonna be able to block it, right? You have the two open for Eureka. <laughs> Like, wow, what? It's so good. <laughs> and you know, I, I got one. Oh, you'd be one short. Oh, damn. I was hoping you could make it work. I was almost going to say you could potentially turn one Eureka if you had your gemstone caverns land for turn. But then you'd have to have the lotus the, petal. Lo, there you go. Lotus yeah, petal. Turn and one Eureka. Turn one Eureka. Would be awesome. But no, I think I think that's a very easy swap for this deck. And... Personally, I actually like Hope of Girapur. You probably have a home for it somewhere else. Yeah, and so. like any artifact deck that cares about it. No, that's awesome. I agree. And again, <laughs> to your point, I've only used I've, that ability on the Hope has only happened one time. And I've seen that. And again, it's just like... Like, I've used it a bunch in my Shirai deck. Right. But I want things to die. To die and then they come, and come back. back. Yeah. But in your deck, you're never going to deal combat damage with Hope. Correct. And, and the only way you are is if you're extremely desperate, desperate. And at that point, you've probably lost control of the game anyway. Right. So just doing that or, sacrifice or, isn't going to do anything. Or again, if I happen to have Arcane Adaptation out and it's a ninja, right? But yeah. again, but again, like, Ginger Madman's just as good in that same situation, right? Wow. Well done. <laughs> well Thank done, you. Sir. Thank you. So the one I did was I am going to cut extract from darkness so three colorless blue black each player mills uh the top two cards and then you can put a creature card from a graveyard on from the really you want to cut that i just i've had it before and it just doesn't do anything so okay. I, this usually would be redundancy to pull stuff out of my graveyard okay the mill doesn't matter and there's been times where i milled two ten drops that yeah. i didn't have a choice to and it's yeah. like but and also unless i'm pulling a ninja or uh, some other horrible like an Eldrazi that's in a graveyard the set the part of choosing an opponent effectively doesn't really matter right so okay. this is a card that I've had before and I've I've drawn it and just been like oh yeah I you know you. what I mean so well, what are you gonna add so I'm gonna add this new card that came out called scheming symmetry oh yeah so this card it's great is, card it's awesome um it's one black for sorcery choose two target players yep each of them searches their library for a card, shuffles their library, and puts their, that card on top of so it. Good. So I'm never going to pay for an Imperial Seal or no. Vampiric Tutor. And I guarantee that I'll be playing at a table where if someone tutors a card to the top of their library, the game will continue. 
There will always be someone who's a valid target for this. So you're never going to pick me for this. Correct. Yes. No. Because I don't. I don't need you to go get your. I don't. I don't need to go get your grim monolith or your power well, artifact true. or your expropriate or what or whatever the. Hey, night, hey, I thought we were playing fair magic here. Whatever the night guards are playing. So and, and we talked. We talked about this past in past episodes. I had Diabolic Tutor in here. And I cut it for Liliana because putting the card to hand doesn't really do much. Okay. Right? So, but being able to put it on top of my library before I swing in helps my deck go through. I go get Temple of Trespass. There's 40 points of damage across the table. Oh, yeah. It's cheap. It's a good political piece as well. So, even if I don't, even if I'm actually just using it to get a ramp or a creature (laughs) or one of the ninjas or arcane adaptation or whatever, where I know the card I'm getting is going to break the game, Mm -hmm. you can be like, all right, like... I'm looking for friends. I'm looking for well, people and, out and here. And the thing I like about it also is, like you said, it can be a great negotiation piece because it could be that the board's bananas and, you know, maybe Mr. Magoo or Squee or myself. Well, probably not me because I'm probably <laughs> the one breaking it. Correct. Uh, so, you know, someone could be like, God, oh, we got to do something. And be yeah. like, hey, here's the thing. You solve that problem. I'll, I'll, I'll let you tutor yeah, it up. I can, give it, I can give it to you right now. Yeah. For free with no drawbacks. Yeah. But it's under the condition that you get this thing. Yes. So, yeah. And, and again, I think this card's a couple bucks. So, I'm big, again, I'm big into budget. I'm not going to spend money for a real tutor. So, sure. getting this for two for $2.50 is going to do, it's going to do yeah. for this deck the exact same thing that a $300 Imperial Seal will do. Absolutely. So, what do you have for your second guy? So, my second one for my under 50, and I got it by one penny. Whoa. So the card I'm going to recommend to cut, we already talked about Counter Squall. Yeah. Jameer, sure. blue, black, instant, counter target, non creature spell. Let's controller loses two life. I'd pause there because if you were saying, and it doesn't sound like it, but if you're going to say, man, I really need counter spells, go get a, uh, what's the double blue uh, colorless counter target spell activated ability, triggered ability. Oh, um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. there's so many other about. better ones that For you could do. For one more. For yeah. one more, yeah. No, I agree. But. Card I'm going to recommend. I'm going to let you borrow. <laughs> borrow. Why don't you uh, take a look at that and read what it is? Oh, all right. Sure. The Bitter of the Blossoms. You've been trying to offload this card for months. <laughs> all right. So this is the foil version. Mythic. Mythic. Colorless black. At the beginning, it's a tribal enchantment fairy, which matters. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and create a 1-1 black fairy rogue creature token with flying. So the thing I yes, like about yeah, it is yeah. this is repeatable right. ninja yes. stuff that you can have. It only costs two. Right. So, you know, once again, from a curve perspective, we're taking out a two, adding a two. Just Love like it. with Gingerbrook, taking out a one, adding a one. Um, um, and so, yeah, I think, and once again, we've talked about a lot on this podcast, how enchantments are kind of hard to deal with. So this could be a card that's just kind of great. I think the loss of life will probably never come it into matter. play. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's and something I, you should try out. I love it. I, I think it's, I think I that's think, a great cut. Yeah. And also usually in this deck, I am trying to run out creatures. Yep. So it's a Demir, it's really on its surface. It's a Demir creature deck. Sure. Right. It, but the creatures are small. So cutting account, there's, there's been multiple times where I, trigger a Eureka and mm-hmm. I pull a counter spell and I'm just like I okay I'm tapped yeah. out next turn I'm also going to tap out to yep. play even more you know whatever I need absolutely yeah, I love it there you <laughs> how go long you, how long have you had this for like a year uh, I've had it so no, whenever how have Ultimate you not Masters, this yet I haven't really tried okay fair enough <laughs> and, and, and you've tried pe- with me plenty well, of times and, and a lot of people <laughs> don't want to pay for a foil bitter Correct, blossom yeah. because the non-foil on EDH rec shows it's going for 50 bucks on Card Kingdom right now so, uh, what's your it's, under 50? So, I'm going to cut Into the Royal, okay. which is a staple. Everyone knows it, but for those who don't, it's a colorless really a and a blue. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, uh, it's, this is a card. Rift. This is a card. Rift. Yeah, but Rift is $20, and this is 24 <laughs> cents. So, c- 
Colorless and a blue, uh, with a kicker, colorless and a blue. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. If the spell is kicked, draw a card. Yep. So this actually does work in, in decks that care about drawing cards, like the Locust God, which sure. is where this is. So I'm actually going to cut this for another 12-cent card called Consign to Oblivion. Okay. So it's another Aftermath card. So Consign is one in a, a colorless and a blue, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Does exactly what you want. Yep. And then the flip side of it is Oblivion, which is four colorless and a black. Aftermath, you can cast it only from your graveyard, then exile it. Target opponent discards two cards. But I think you're probably putting this in here for the combined CMC. Of seven. Yeah. So you're getting seven. When you flip this off the top, you're getting seven for a bounce spell. Which, again, I think that uh, um, Cyclonic Rift, because this is a blue deck, would be really good. But oh, yeah. when you flip it, you still only get two for it, even though the spell costs seven. So this does exactly what I need, where it's like bouncing non-land permanence. Again, I have a really hard time dealing with enchantments artifacts and planeswalkers in this deck so being able to have this thing where i can bounce it the the oblivion is fine mostly most of the after most of the uh aftermath effects i think are generally not great okay but there are times late game where i just sure. have a i just need to you know burn it burn it and it's like i got nothing else to do because i've already done my thing yep i flipped over a eureka card that's 10 and i can't do anything with it sure so I'll just make someone discard too. And okay. it usually sucks. So that's fine. That's, that's why I, uh, both of these have been on my buy list because no one has them. So I was like, I might as well talk about them here. Yeah, absolutely. So my personal recommendation. This is your big, this is your big boy. This is my big boy. Okay. I'm going to recommend to cut Brainstorm. What? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? The best <laughs> card, the best instant in the deck? I got something better and it's repeatable. Brainstorm, if you're not familiar, guys, one blue instant, so one draw three, <laughs> put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. Uh, this card is another one for you to borrow. What is it? <laughs> it's a foil Jace the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so if you guys aren't familiar with Jace the Mind Sculptor, because you're probably not, because this is a $133 card. The price of your deck is through the roof now. <laughs> <laughs> with two cards. You gave me two cards that are worth... The, Three the quarter, yeah, pretty much my entire deck. <laughs> so Jace the Mind Sculptor is two colorless, blue-blue. It's a Planeswalker, comes into three loyalty. Uh, it's plus two, you probably will never do, but look at the top card of target player's library. You may put that card on the bottom of that player's library. Well, actually, that could be decent. Uh, it's, I mean, it's... But the, the reason I recommended to cut Brainstorm is Jace the Mind Sculptor will do three more damage with your Rico if you do the reveal. And you could do repeatable brainstorm with its zero. So you got a plus two. Look at the top card of target player's library. You may put that card on the bottom of that player's library. You, I mean, I guess in theory, it does what you maybe want to do with Eureka because you could just choose yourself. So I was thinking about that, but you could either do that to yourself or so you can look at one card or three. But if you did the plus two, you could eventually get to that ultimate potential if that's something yeah. you wanted to do. Yeah, so the, the biggest reason I recommended to do this and cut the brainstorm guys is the zero. Yeah. So it comes into three loyalty and just for free, every one of your turns, draw three cards and put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. So, I mean, that's just Yeah, fantastic. it just says it over and over and over again. And then on top of that, it's not done. It has a minus but wait, one. wait, there's more. Wait, there's more, Jimmy. Uh, coming for you, Jimmy. Uh, Don't think I fucking forgot about you, Jimmy. I'm coming for I you. I got baited into it. So, it's minus one is return target creature to its owner's hand. So, yeah. if you needed a way to get your ninja, ninja off the, the battlefield, yeah. then you could minus one, and you could do that when you play Jace, 
That's also great. The minus 12, I don't think I've actually ever seen no. Jason Mindsculptor happen, but it does say exile all cards from target player's library. Then that player shuffles his or her hand into his or her library. So in theory, if it's like, I actually have a pretty good engine going on here, I'm just going to plus two a whole bunch of times. I'm right. not going to do the free brainstorm. I don't know why you would. Yeah, but right. in, in, in this scenario, you could. And then eventually you could basically make someone lose the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I Believe me, I think these are both awesome cuts. What's the cheapest you can get a Jace for? This is the cheapest version of this card that you've given me <laughs> at 116 fucking dollars, which, and, is, uh, which is almost half the deck. <laughs> I agree with you. It's really good. But like, it, it's also, this, hey, it turns out this card's really good in any deck that I can run it. I didn't want to talk about scroll rack. I thought I'd throw you a curveball. I know. I, I, I appreciate it. So had I have unlimited money, yes, I would like to have this. I would buy 10 copies of these and put them in every blue deck I own. So they, I, I actually, so I realized that I've talked about a bunch of stuff on the podcast and haven't played them. So I am playing these tomorrow. So yes. I, will, I will make those cuts and see cool. how they go. So what's your personal recommendation? So, <laughs> that's probably not a $139 card. Uh, it was going to be scroll rack. But again, I figured that was good. I figured you were going to bring that up immediately because it's absurd. I actually we just, did think about it. Should it, we just say, we should just say what it does, yeah. right? Because, okay, so scroll rack is a two drop artifact. One colorless tap it exile any number of cards from your hand face down then put that many cards from the top of your library into your hand then look at the exiled cards and put them on top of your library in any order so it's so good guys i mean literally if big tuck just domed everyone with his temporal whatever yeah, mastery, for 11 yeah. then he could just and the thing i like about scroll rack is that once again your ninja triggers can stack correct so he can have one ninja trigger happen reveal it okay you're now domed for 11 second trigger on the stack i'm going to interrupt scroll rack put that one that i just drew Ooh. back right on, on top, top and dome you again for 11. yeah it's stupid it's and this card's i mean there's a reason this card's 62 dollars normally yeah it's, it's just good and everything but again i found one for 20 bucks so come christmas time i'll be doing that there you go so what i went with was i'm going to cut vela the nightclad Okay. So four colorless, uh, Demir, a four four legendary creature, human wizard, intimidate can only be blocked by artifact creatures and or creatures that share a color with it. Other creatures you control have intimidate, and then lastly, huh. whenever she or another, another creature you control leaves the battlefield, not dies, leaves the battlefield, everyone loses. A I'm life. surprised you're cutting that. That seems to do everything you it, want. It does, but the problem with it is that it's expensive. It's uh, really expensive. Sure. And it, it's, I mean, six is a lot, right? If I'm getting to six mana, I should have 38 life and everyone else has 10, right? Okay. So that's incidental. And again, I this deck usually doesn't go very wide. So having creatures die kind of negates that last bit, right? Okay. It doesn't do, it doesn't really do anything. Except I guess like when you're bouncing stuff, it's leaving the battlefield. So it's dealing points of damage. Okay. But it's just, I don't know. I, I it's, it's never worked. I, there's been times where I had in my opener. And I'm like, I can't, I literally can't do anything unless I get brainstorm and I can do this for six. So I'm going to sub it out for an awesome card called Cover of Darkness. So colorless and a black. It's a black enchantment. Yep. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures of the fear. chosen type have fear. They cannot be blocked except by artifact creatures and or black creatures. So this was a little hard. I just think she's too expensive. Yeah. And being able to get Cover of Darkness out for two. Again, you can tutor for it with the Demir guy. Yep. Um, it the tr it triggers really nice and it's simple enough to slip if i may my ninjas under the cover of darkness for a little while Ooh. oh so yeah it's awesome it's only 12 dollars. this card's really good in any sort of tribal deck that can do it again shout out to my friend tice he's the one who showed me this in his rats deck 
and it's bonkers. Yeah, I so, actually really like. It. I actually have it in my sliver stack. Yeah, right. So yeah, I think no, it's really good. And again, like we talked about, if if I really wanted to lean into the conspiracy, turning all my creatures into ninjas, yep. this card just slots right into it. It does exactly what Vela does that I can actually cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, like again, if I got this card or Vela in my <clears throat> opener. It's a completely different game, you yeah. know? I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, once again, and also it's an enchantment, so it's hard to remove right. a post no, a creature. Yeah. Everyone's so. not doing it. So kind of going back to Jason Mind Sculptor, uh, really quick, uh, I did a Google search. You can get one for 110 bucks. Oh, great. <laughs> and <laughs> funny bargain. enough, on EDH yeah, Rec, they're throwing it away. The, the card... It, it, they have a recent article section, guys, which is actually kind of cool. If you ever look up a card, they'll they'll show you recent articles that other content creators have done around it. Your favorite podcast, The Command Zone, has this listed as one of their top five overrated cards in Magic or in Commander. Oh, really? I, yeah, overrated. Who? Command? Command Zone. It, yep, top five overrated cards in Commander. Interesting. I guess. I mean, okay, so I think that I. If this card gets played in modern, it's effectively game over. Yeah. Right? If this card gets played in commander, it's not. Is it well, even modern legal? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, or, well, I don't know. It depends on what time of day we're talking about. <laughs> sure. So, this card's been like banned and unbanned, banned and unbanned <clears throat> over okay. and over and over again. Here's my thing with this card in commander it's not worth the. It's not. You don't get out of this card what you get from the price point. I mean, $100 is effectively half of another commander deck. Even this one, right? Yeah. And am I going to get $100 of value in this card that I have no other way to tutor? Maybe. Maybe, maybe but I, I don't know. Because you got to think about it's it. It's repeatable. All, if, I had, if I had a Jace, it would be in this deck for sure, right? Okay. I don't. So <laughs> out of your 40 decks, if you had a Mind Sculptor, it would go in here? Ah. Uh-oh. He's now thinking. Would it go in shitty Planeswalkers? I just, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, slam dunk. I just don't know... The the key thing with him, as opposed to a lot of other planeswalkers that do similar things, is that you can put it on the top of the library. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is the only deck I have that the top that that the really top of the library matters more than my hand or the graveyard or anything else. Like this deck lives and breathes off what that card is on yeah. the top of your library. That's fair. And the ability to manipulate that in any way, shape, or form, I would actually probably keep Brainstorm and this card if oh, I could. Okay. Just because like brain like again, turn three. You turn two, Eureka, you turn three, there's probably going to be someone that you can swing into. Brainstorm, being able to sift through, and being able to put that card that I had, that Temporal Trespass that I drew in my opener with my my Ornithopter (laughs) on top of it, back on top. I mean, that ability is so good in this deck. Okay. But I like I both these both these are awesome and they both work great and I'm really pumped to try them out tomorrow. Awesome! And you know what? You probably won't even see them. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up yeah. the bottle capping. So thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here are some details about our giveaway. We're giving away a foil artist proof expropriate uh so you too can lose friends as i have it's got all the evergreen abilities of a card type that you want <laughs> and i'm actually kind of surprised you didn't talk about it, uh, have an expropriate in this deck that seems like for nine the doming the problem is i'm never going to be able to cast that i think i've huh. gotten a, i think i've gotten a nine mana once oh wow all right <laughs> fair enough fair enough unless yeah there's there would be a Rube Goldberg machine that I'd have to get to it. Yeah, maybe Grim Monolith Power Artifact. Oh, yeah. To enter it, it's very simple. You just have to donate to the hashtag Big Tuck Needs Jace Fund. Just kidding. <laughs> All you you really- can't donate to that if you want. You're, that's, that's legal. Listen, I'm not a lawyer, but I talked to some lawyers, and that is a legal thing that you can do in but, America. But we will not set up a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe page. You have to do. You have to find me on Venmo. Send it to me. No, not you. 
you, you get it. What are those mail orders? Oh yeah, you gotta go to Walmart or your post office and get a mail order. So that, and figure out his address and send it. That was a great part in coming to America, where he goes and mail orders. Like I need five hundred thousand dollars or a million. I don't know. Why are you looking at me like that? Is that too low? <laughs> you know what? We'll do a million. That movie's great, by the oh, way. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's, awesome. anyway, it's really good. Yeah. Tangent. Uh, but hey, guys, all you got to do is really help promote the podcast and our website. Uh, you'll get an entry for every single thing you do. For example, sharing um, and reposting, tweeting the episodes that debut this month in October. Uh, follow our Twitter accounts, like our Facebook page, and most importantly, you know, subscribe to the podcast. We will announce the winner on a special edition MTG Action 4 News on October 31st. I know initially we were going to do it on the episode that Tuesday, but it's only pushing it two days, and we're going to have a spooky episode. It's going to be spooky. And it might have spooky boots. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and you know, it, we're going to be doing these giveaways every single month. It could be a sweet card like this Artist Proof Expropriate, or it could be a random Big Tuck Jink deck. But what we are going to be doing is... November, December, something like that. We're going to put up a Twitter poll on the main Twitter account and get your votes on whether you want a, for December's giveaway, a fun legal jank deck or vote on either Big Tuck or myself's custom legend cards and we'll build you a deck around that. Um, and the, the decks will be worth a minimum of 250 bucks at the time that they are built, so they aren't going to be straight cash. It will be something fairly competitive, but we'll let you guys decide, do you want a legal commander or do you want something fun done around R2 customs? Uh, but, you know, of course, leave us feedback on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. When you leave that feedback and you give us whatever kind of star review makes other people want to listen, it actually does work. It puts it into that weird Rude Goldberg algorithm yeah! machine. <laughs> so um and you can also reach out to us and these are the kind of different ways you can do that so you can stay up to date on what's going on with cmd tower and the team you can reach me at mr combo number five all spelled out except for the five on twitter big tuck where can they reach you you still can't but i have noticed that people are using the tag so maybe you might be able to by the end of the year uh, but you know what? You just got to do hashtag Big Tuck on Twitter. And uh, I don't know. That's just about it. And <laughs> I guess that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so you can also reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, www.cmdtower.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at CMD Tower. Uh, but hey, if you want to engage our fantastic production team for your own future projects, how would they do that, Squee McGee? Oh, you can find me at www.richchaosrecords.com or at Rich Chaos Records on Facebook or Instagram. Also, you can follow me now on Twitter at Dear Squee. Awesome. They do music podcasts and have a full studio. So if you are in the Kansas City metro area or traveling in, maybe for a magic fest or something, um, you know, hit them up. You can do a little session. It's, it's amazing equipment, very high quality. Uh, you'll, you'll definitely like it. So. Squee, you can do editing if someone sends you files online, correct? Oh, yeah, for sure. If you have anything that you've already pre-recorded, send it to me. I can clean it up, uh, edit out. Anything awesome. that you need and make it sound great. And he can add in fantastic audio clips like... Hi, fucking yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so, and of course, thank you again to Pink Royal for the music provided at the beginning and the uh, end of this episode. Big Tuck, you got any last thoughts? No, I, I I really had a good time talking through this. Again, sorry, Mr. Magoo, that I stole the deck that I promised you, but it's clearly too much fun <laughs> hey, to Have you away. ever made up that stealing? I gave him... I gave him uh, Gave him a handshake. I gave I gave him a firm handshake. Uh, no, I did give him another deck, uh, a mono a mono red goblin deck that he's enjoyed. So oh, okay. I kind of made go. up for it. But yeah, I, I I still feel kind of bad. But then I dome people for forty five in one turn, and I don't really feel like that <laughs> anymore about it. So. What do you got? That's do? fair. Well, I got no other thoughts. So uh, hey guys, see you later. See you later. Yeah.